0: (laughs) You tweeted, you mean it You tweeted, you mean it You tweeted, you mean it So don't try to get out of it Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted, You Meaned It podcast I am your host, uh, Lord Byron, also known as Blackrocker on Twitter and Lord Blackrocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com is the website. Today we have a guest in studio which is something I'd normally mention after I say the name of the episode, but I am currently trying to figure out what number this is. Most likely number 95. Where's the 94? I think you said I mean, 94. 94 makes sense, yes. Yes, 94. Let's say this is you tweeted, you meaned it. Episode 94, 5. <laughs> there we Split go. Split the difference. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, with me we have a guest, uh, New Orleans comedian currently, um, Jake Cosden. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, doing good, thank you. Cool, cool. I almost said good evening to the listeners, but I don't know what time it is <laughs> at the moment of the listening. So good time of uh, day. Hell yeah. That it happens to be for you out there listening.
0: I, I enjoy keeping that like quantum of just the idea of what time people are listening. It's like oh it could be three years in the future or some <laughs> shit, something crazy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, I was listening
1: to a thing today where, where they reminded me that the the, uh, the body regenerates all its cells in a period of like 7 to 10 years. So yeah. the U of 7 to 10 years ago is not the same physical material as it, as it was now. So uh, I don't know how that translates over into audio files, but I imagine that the thing that you're listening to now is in some way physically different from
0: yeah, it's a different the change. artifact that
1: we have right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I assure you that it's really <laughs> me here doing it and it's really Byron in person who have visual uh, uh, comp- uh, confirmation.
0: Yeah, episode 94, 5, we're already time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> time traveling off the bat. <laughs> Hell yeah. <sighs> you guys, uh, we have, oh shit. Most. Most like uh, every episode, I started unprepared. Uh, <laughs> usually I'd have with me my toth deck, um, but I do not currently, which I will go get.
1: Um, I'm excited to find out what a tough deck is.
0: It's the Tarot cards. Aha.
1: Okay, fantastic.
0: Yes. Uh, PRP. Um If you would like, you can have a private conversation with All the right. microphone. <laughs> 36.
1: Okay, Thank you. <laughs> Okay, guys, he's really gone. I'm gonna take this time to get off all the all of what I've wanted to say about Byron. All this off my chest. What a wonderful guy Byron is. Expansive thinker, wonderful heart. Very located, very distantly from the city of New Orleans. If you're driving to him, perhaps perhaps my only complaint against against (laughs) the man.
0: Yeah, we are in the suburbs as I like to call them. This is like the, the country. Country of the city.
1: It it it's definitely a different vibe and it feels good to be here. And uh it's Byron has one of the biggest lawns I've ever seen. <laughs> I made me wish I'd stopped for gas when I turned into his lawn. <laughs> or his driveway I should say. Aside his lawn. But uh uh, it is. It's good and on a Saturday, especially. It feels feels very relaxing uh, to be to be in the burbs. Nice.
0: Glad to facilitate.
1: Okay. <laughs> and also, my car was stolen this morning in New Orleans. So, I am uh, I'm in need of a little relaxation and uh, to uh, well, either that or hunt hunt down the thieves, which I will uh, have no way of doing. But if anyone out there listening, uh, you see a 2013 Hyundai Sonata, silver, and uh, someone is driving it, it's not me, and (laughs) it has the license plates 517AYI, please contact your local authorities or Byron or myself or uh, whatever karmic authority you report to (laughs) and let them know that that car is stolen and I can't make any money driving Lyft until I get it back, and I would sure appreciate it. Thank you, listeners.
0: Speaking of contacting you, what are your uh, handles, if you will? Do you have Twitter and stuff?
1: Uh, I do, as a matter of fact. Um, If anyone would like to follow me on (laughs) social media, (laughs) please please do so. Uh, I'm on Twitter, and I tweet uh, at a frequency of about... uh, Bi-monthly, I think I want to say, I tweet, maybe maybe I get about four or five a year, sometimes I'll heat up and crank out a three or four all in a day, and then <laughs> nice. take the rest of the year off. <laughs> but my uh, Twitter handle is at Reeler J Cosden, uh, which I named in the beginning of Twitter when people had to uh, say the real. that they were the real, yeah. the real person that they were claiming to be. I wasn't satisfied with that, I wanted to take it a step <laughs> further. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm, you can find me more often on Instagram at uh, Gizelegance. Is my title there? It's J Z E L G E A N C E. Jay Z and the word elegance all squished together. And uh, cool. Instagram is fun. So I
0: hope to see you there. Yeah, Instagram is legitimate. Uh... I have the uh, Toast Deck, which is this.
1: uh, So are you qualified to to give readings on this? I don't know what type of qualification or study goes into it.
0: It's mostly like a lot of people, if you have it, then you're like qualified. (laughs) Like there are people who are experts and like you can learn so much. There's a... I recently saw a meme that was in like uh, my... History of Facebook or whatever. I posted it like two years ago today, and it was like uh, the picture of the chalkboard with a bunch of shit written, and the guy standing in front of it, and he's like, "Okay, students, that's how the Toth deck works." <laughs> and so it's just like this thing is extremely complicated, but it also goes off of like intuition and like a few, maybe like four or five basic rules but then there's also a bunch of symbolism and whatever you can uh-huh. read into it.
1: And, and a lot of this type of work is intuition based, right? Some of it's just like, yeah. with the physical thing is more a conduit or the chance is more conduit to sort of like hone in on that kind of stuff, right?
0: Yep, exactly.
1: does um, the word toth from? I've never, I've never heard, I've heard tar- tarot or tarot, however you pronounce mm-hmm. it, but I've never heard toth before.
0: Toth is uh, the name of this deck Actually, I think this is the box for it. It's uh, the one that Alistair Crowley was like the most famous uh, uh-huh. magic doer. Uh, he made this deck, and Toth is like an Egyptian god of knowledge. I think usually depicted with like the bird head and shit.
1: Interesting. Tarot Ter- Ter- deck contains cabalistic and astrological attributions as described in Crowley's The Book of
0: Toth. Yeah. Alright. Yep. So... Um,
1: Alright. Cool. So we, are we, mean, doing, are, we doing a, are we doing a reading? Are we not we, uh, necessarily
0: yeah. readings. What I do with the cards most of the time is I ask a direct question like, uh, Alistair Crowley Toth deck, how would you like to say hello? That was an accident. <laughs> 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 the card flipped out. <laughs> So uh, I'll flip a card, and it's the Knight of Wands, and that's how the card deck says hello. Which the wands are like creative force, also fire, and the knight is like a whole different thing that I have no idea about. The structure of knights versus kings and shit. Uh, And then it was also upside down when I flipped it. I've uh, put these like in upside down and right side up. So for me, upside down means internal. Okay. And right side up means external, so like I've added my own random shit to it. You know, it's
1: that's fantastic. Yeah, I uh, that that reminds me. Like I've had the, uh, habits like that growing up, and if uh, there are any psychologists out there that maybe it's OCD, I don't know. But you know, like I will I will have these rituals that I think will be connected to uh, like the safety of my family, for example, or like yeah. something. Things, things that I care about are like future occurrences. And I don't know how they occur to me, but they'll be at like random. You hear about people talking about OCU where they have to like tap the light switch four and a half times every time they go, whatever. Yeah. For me, it was always like I had to like keep a visual on the, the window by the front door as I passed into my room through the hallway. And if I didn't, I'd have to like do it again kind of, kind of thing. Uh, there, was, there's, there was more that are escaping me right now but uh it oh dang there's a wasp in here.
0: Yeah, I didn't think there would be one actually in here. There are a lot in the hallway area. Please go away. <laughs> <laughs> hello,
1: hello. Is wasp. it still
0: flying around?
1: It was yes yeah, behind me somewhere. God damn. All right. Did were they invited guests or are they just stopping by or what?
0: They're stopping by actually. This is like uh oh, you have like a nest in the wall or something like that. Something. They're probably outside somehow getting inside. But we used to have, like, a huge infestation, like, every fucking winter. Yeah, like, there would be so many wasps downstairs, like, and then they kind of, like, migrate upstairs. And by the time they get up here, they're pretty weak and, like, looking for something. Yeah. Probably water and or their homes.
1: <laughs> the wasp is on the, on the spectrum of dangerous insects. That's that's right up top. Yeah. The... Uh, the, the them boys with stingers. We had we had yellow jackets where I grew up in California.
0: They don't usually like fly around, especially like in the middle of the rooms. That one's falling
1: down, legit. Okay. We'll let them be. We'll. it. Be
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Opens beer, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a- <laughs> these wasps are behaving irrationally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll pour some beer out to that wasp. He's exhausted and expiring on the carpet right now. That's what it is. Oh man! For those for the for the listeners at home, I'd like to describe the scene. It's it's like it's like a pink, rosy-colored carpet, and, and like very, just very gentle, inviting uh, colors. Where like the last environment you would expect to see a, a vicious insect around. <laughs> and I think maybe they they're feeling that sort of displacement and discomfort and disorientation <laughs> and that's why hell yeah the weather uh, 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 like petering out on the floor but it's also a fun it's also like a fun metaphor to have wasps fly, flying around I haven't quite placed what it would mean yet but it could totally be yeah. a movie a movie scene
0: I have a a lot of the time like tried to rationalize why wasps would be here and then like I watch movies and shit and like one that comes to mind is Jupiter Ascending. Have you seen that one? Uh-uh. Okay, it was just a random thing, but like... Recent was movie? A, it's pretty recent. Mila uh-huh. Kunis and... Uh, okay. Uh, what's his... the oh, forget the guy's name. Not Jason Statham, definitely not that guy. He was in 21 Jump Street as like a main character. The remake, 21 Jump Street, yes. or the original? remake. Uh, that would be Channing Tatum? Yes, that yeah. guy was in Jupiter Ascending. Okay. Yeah, but uh, there was one part where, like, bees were following her around or whatever, uh, and, like, honeybees are royalty. But I'm like, if honeybees are royalty, what would a wasp be? <laughs> so there's just, like, weird rationalizations, but... uh
1: Wasps are, like, a fascinating design, too. They're, like, they're, they like, are... the, like, the, you know, if you were, like, compare them to aircrafts, Yellow jackets are like the are like the zippy little fighter jets, and the wasps are like the the cargo planes or the, or the bombers <laughs> or whatever. They just got all this ordnance they're, they're carrying around. The stingers like three quarters their their body length. Yeah. And and they just they yeah, they got all that extra torso. They're uh, yes uh, be, bees are super interesting. They uh, if you, I don't know I don't know what's internet propaganda but the, all that <laughs> stuff <about laughs> the the honeybees. Disappearing, and that our yeah. civilization is is the domino that's about to fall after the honeybees, because because they don't I don't know.
0: It's hard to believe, but they say it's true.
1: <laughs> there's yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces out there in, in yeah. nature, but that is certainly alarming. Yeah,
0: but I've when actually, whole species are disappearing. <laughs> I've actually only gotten stung by wasp, and they've been here like throughout the whole time we've been here. I've only got stung once and it was due to negligence where (laughs) there was a point where like in the middle of the day I went in my room and there was a wasp crawling on my bed sheets, Uh and I was like I don't have anything that I'm going to move this with so I'm just it'll move eventually but it was really tuckering out so it did not move and later that night I went to sleep and it like stung me yeah I was like holy shit why is that wasp in the same spot?
1: No, totally. In in the wasp court, I mean, I don't even think you could like get that wasp on on assault. Like you no. pretty much stung yourself. <laughs> yeah. But when you I laid when, it, when on you it. laid on the wasp, <laughs> that's like if someone holds out a sword and you run into <laughs> it, like who's whose fault whose fault is that?
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Man, uh, we uh, started the topic with like OCD's rituals, OCD versus ritual, and like. There was a book I read um, by Orson Scott Card, just like the *Ender* game series, where he had one character who was like doing all this OCD stuff, and like, eventually that led to like a, like a opening their intuition and/or imagination to where like them they would like pretty much like if you had a tile floor, they'd be like following the lines of the tile, maybe cleaning it or something like that. But during the time where they're following the lines of the tile, their mind is like open to think about whatever they want to think about, and like uh-huh. so, it like puts you in the space of the yeah. astral to accomplish goals and shit. So it's like they're they are tapping into some shit. Like it's it's relevant.
1: Yeah, that's very that's very interesting. The the you hear people talking about like you, you need you need some to be fully creative like you need some constraints or so there's I don't know if it comes from like a level of like comfort and foundation with which you can then launch into more creativity or if there's something about the tension of, of having of having like a corral around you that, that you like want to push up against but it I found that to be true you know whether it's like an easel or whether it's like a podcast or whatever that had like something can something corralling what what you're what you're doing does sort of uh root it and 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 um uh what am i trying to say like spark it you know in a in a way that's fun tell hey. yeah. assign i like assignments did you did you like assignments when you were in school
0: i did not i was not an assignment person <laughs>
1: More like art creative assignments though. I'm not talking yeah. about like like shitty assignments or like uh, you know spelling assignments or whatever but like I don't know if it would be an art class you know like build a build something with clay that weighs two pounds or something you know like that, that kind of assignment
0: uh, did you have art class
1: in your high school by the way
0: I did have an art class but we I mean I was a person who almost never did homework uh-huh. uh, so yeah. like <laughs> those assignment type things it was like I stress over it because I, I was a very compartmentalized person, to where like school life would be a completely separate from home life, and like Interesting. I had like two, these two lives that I didn't want to mix. So I was like, "Oh, you want me to go home and do this?" it was like, "No, nah, that's different."
1: Right. That's different a, place. That's that's <laughs> like that, that's fast forwarding seven years. That's a different molecular bio yes. that's at home <laughs> than it is at school. Hell yeah! And and he. <laughs> And he is not under your authority at all, <laughs> nor trying to put together grades to go to <laughs> apply to college. Speaking of, speaking of grades to go to apply to college, I'd like a shout out my mom who who is no longer on the physical plane, but uh, w- was was a, 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 a encouraging and disciplinary for me growing up. And I also did not do well on most assignments that weren't creative oriented or anything. In fact, I used to like rebel against teachers that i that i didn't think were good and and, like didn't stimulate me at all and then like i could have done their assignment in you know five minutes but i'd be like you dumb motherfucker (laughs) i'm gonna show you and i'm just not gonna do this stupid assignment and then i would of course hurt myself by not spending five minutes to get to get those good to get better grades whatever but then like the teachers that i liked and that stimulated me then i then i actually would show up and like do those assignments but the 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 story about my mom is that when I was in, I think it, it was eighth grade. I guess I got more into uh, doing other things, like playing pranks on my teachers, for example. Uh, uh, just generally trying to raise a little hell um, in a in a humorous and in, in 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 non non aggressive fashion. Uh, uh, in my middle school anyway the point of the story is that uh, my mom got upset that my grades were falling in eighth grade because she had uh, aspirations for me to go to college and i didn't want to disappoint her so i said uh mom baby sweetheart baby darling (laughs) it's just eighth grade it doesn't matter (laughs) no one's looking at eighth grade grades i I promise i'll (laughs) i'll do my homework when it counts in the in the ninth grade but uh, just be just be chill, baby. It's only still <laughs> eighth grade. No one's no one's
0: looking. Nice.
1: <laughs> and uh, she was right. Uh, it's important <laughs> to create good habits for doing homework because <laughs> you can't come back from that shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, very true. <laughs> oh man, I had a rough time in college myself. When yeah. For like two years, it was like, oh, I cannot structure myself to to do the homework if I. Never like did the homework and.
1: Did you graduate college? You did it right. Yeah, so you did two, two and. Two yeah. years dropped out. Yeah. How were your grades for the for the two years?
0: I mean, some of them weren't bad. Like mm-hmm. at one point, I had gotten an A in uh, accounting, but like it was like a lot of weird failures and like missed classes and shit.
1: Were you Were you like interested or stimulated by any of the classes? Or is it just something about, like, the, the structure of, like, a classroom that, that turns you off? Because, I mean, I know you're a curious person.
0: There was a cool biology class I had, yeah. which was, like, uh, the, this, I was saying the stage. <laughs> the uh, lecture space was, like, um, one teachers of those Teachers totally tell but go ahead. Yeah, the, yeah <laughs> one of those things where it's, like, the incline seats for the students and then the teachers at the bottom. Yeah. And, like, that was pretty cool to, like, it was like a lecture hall type thing
1: yeah so so accounting class really fired you up and then the rest not not so much
0: yeah and then also accounting was on computers so it was okay. like I guess the it's a lot to do with the room itself like because computers makes it a different situation and then the lecture hall makes it a different situation
1: and accounting is satisfying in that there are right answers where yeah. a lot of subjects in, in college have no right answers and I can see how you might be frustrated by that too but like to have some uh, like certainty and objectivity is, is, is cool, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What, so, <laughs> I, had this, I had this moment in college that I'm remembering when I was late to turn in an assignment and it was like the end of the semester and and, uh, the teacher was like sorry you're 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 gonna lose uh, a grade for every day this late or something like that and I think it had a legitimate excuse some there was some like uh, family issue or medical issue or whatever uh that's a vibe, uh, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, the, it, 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 it eclipsed what would have been like an F or whatever. So like the, his hand was completely played at this point. It was like okay, okay. nice, <laughs> but he still wanted me to turn in the paper. So I was I was like oh so what do we do now? We're standing there at the fucking uh, dawn, or at the high noon show down there in the, in, the, in the West, and we're looking at each other, and uh, and it occurred to me for the first time like oh shit like he actually his job is reliant on me in a like not directly like him failing me won't lose him his job but like he wants me to pass his class that's his incentive and motivation is to actually like get me through his class and and that uh it's a short step from that to everything is completely meaningless because like that deadline obviously didn't mean anything and and like here i like here i am i'm fucking paying tuition money to go to the class too so in a way like that fucking dude works works for the students and so I couldn't certainly at that point totally like see his point of view or could ever see his point of view but it occurred to me that like a lot of the pressure that a lot of people believe throughout school really is a leap of faith and that it doesn't actually if you're trying to do what you say you're trying to do and educate and prepare people for whatever comes next you know like I guess having some consequences and accountability for deadlines is important too but uh but this particular lesson that i got from this was that deadlines really are not real at all and i had a hard time respecting them for the rest of my college career i would would just go ahead and turn shit in any old time (laughs) and it turns out there wasn't much consequences for it
0: (laughs) that's good to hear actually like i never uh, learned that lesson I would just miss classes and be like, oh, I guess we're failing. And <laughs> I, like, oh, I guess I can't do much about, like, I never really went to teachers with, during their, like, office hours and stuff. Right. Except for, like, an English teacher or two. And that was, like, mostly because... Oh, English
1: teachers to, are the biggest pushovers, man. Yeah. Those are the ones that you got to go talk to. <laughs> yeah,
0: mostly because they'd be, like, advertising, I'm in yeah. my office at this point.
1: <laughs> More, yeah, two, exactly. yeah. <laughs> You're like, you can't tell me when to visit you, bitch. I'm (laughs) I'm out here trying to expand my mind.
0: (laughs) So uh, let's let's get into comedy talks. Um, How long have you been doing comedy?
1: I've been doing comedy on a regular basis since uh, February. So that would be like, I I didn't like log the, the date. Um, but that w- I guess that comes to about eight months or nine months by now, Cute. and uh, almost a fully gestated uh, comedic mm-hmm. fetus th- th- <laughs> that I've been working here, <laughs> and ready to spill out the aperture into the into <laughs> the world. Hell yeah! <laughs> shrieking and crying and, <laughs> and kicking. Uh, but I did like. I went up I think maybe a couple of times before that, I had some, uh, I was in New York and I was not in New York, but I think I went up maybe once in September in New Orleans, but I'd been hanging around, sort of checking it out, and I'd always loved comedy and studied comedy, so it had always been somewhat present for me even, but I've only been doing it, I would say, since February.
0: All right. like, uh...
1: What about you, Byron? How long are you How have you... Sorry, listeners, if you've heard this before.
0: I've been doing comedy for like five years now. Uh-huh. Started in October uh, when I moved back home from college, actually. Okay. So it's like uh, five years since I've been living with my parents again. And uh, it's been going pretty well. And um, you went in Baton Rouge for college, right? And uh, Lafayette. Lafayette. Yep, yeah, like uh, just an hour further away from Baton Rouge. Okay. <laughs> it's like might as well be.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've actually not been to Lafayette, but I've been nor Baton Rouge but I've been to Abbeville, which is close to La-
0: Lafayette yeah I My, have a family out there yeah
1: yeah right on. yeah the, the, it was I was it's there's some really cool buildings out there first of all like the 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 Vermilion parish courthouse was like in. The purple skies the sun was going down with like the oak trees <laughs> nice. out front was one of the most beautiful like things i've ever seen he- look for it on my instagram at giselle.com <laughs> uh, and and i saw some shit that that these like uh, city eyes had never seen like a deer processing storefront <laughs> it was just like one little like someone hung a shingle outside this little building that, that said yeah. deer process sean's deer processing and I was like, "Well, goddamn, that's 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 something different. That's pretty. That's pretty
0: interesting." Yeah, that place is amazing. It's like yeah. the swamp area, and right. like it's it's a it's a lot of trees and shit. Like it's amazing out there. Yeah, like, there was
1: cha- there was like channels and runoffs yeah. and stuff like that are over there. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. That definitely, like, man, the geography around here is super interesting. For, for if you if you're not from here, yeah, it is. It's unique.
0: Also, oh, where are you from? and like uh like history of travels and stuff if you want to
1: Wait, we're just talking in this particular dimension in, yeah in, chrono- in chronological yeah, this life common agreement and-
0: <laughs> <yeah>. this incarnation
1: <laughs> we, had, we definitely gotta talk about reincarnation <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now that now that it's come up but just quickly uh i was born in um berkeley california at Alta Bates hospital uh, and I uh, grew up in California went to college I, so I grew up in Northern California in the suburbs outside San Francisco went to college in the suburbs outside Los Angeles um, and then I moved to New York where my education actually began when, when I was like 23 cool. and I lived there for a long time so I'm sort of I, I, at this point I'm as probably as much from New York I certainly like passed more adult living in New York than, than, than anywhere else by, by a lot mm-hmm. But uh, California will always be home. And um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, th- you'll find this interesting. So when I was in New York, I worked at a vegan fine dining establishment. One of like the first of its kind ever. Um cool. Anywhere. And uh, it was a neat place to work. You know, people were, like vegans that were like traveling the world would seek this place out. Nice. And it wasn't like a stuffy kind of like tablecloth place but it was they like made nice food and they like were like artfully presented food and seasonal menus and creative recipes and stuff like that so even like only 25% of the customers i think were even vegetarian just cuz it was like uh, uh seasonal and local and those like trendy things that were going right, on at that they time were just trying it and it was and it was super like appealing and unique and delicious food um it it adjusts your palate too like it, like when you eat when if you eat a lot of you know like meats and butters and stuff like that and, and like kind of like fattier foods, you you don't appreciate like the nuance of like different lettuce varieties. But like once you yeah, adjust yeah. your palate and you're mainly eating like um, uh, like lettuces and nuts and vegetables and whatever else, like you start to like appreciate like oh this is a little more bitter than this one and this is a little more like uh, like grassier than this one. Whatever that doesn't actually sound appealing to humans on <laughs> grassy flavors, but. <laughs> It's delicious food and like it, it totally it, it just adjusts the window of like of like what you experience and there is as much like pleasure comes out of it even though but when then once you drop like some butter or like fried foods in there it just, bomb, it just it just like is the heavy ordinance that, that comes in there yeah. but so anyway I'm working in this restaurant right and uh, it turns out that there are four people that work in this restaurant between there's two restaurants you know maybe like 80 a hundred employees between the, the, the two of them. And there's four people with the exact same birthday as me. And one of the people with the exact same birthday as me was born in the exact same hospital as wow. me. Wow! Clear across the country, in Berkeley, California, Bates Hospital, one, uh, one year ahead of, ahead of me. But if there's, you know, if you're doubtful about astrology, and there was a bunch of clusters like that, there was a lot of tourists and there was a lot of Aries in this in this restaurant that seemed to be attracted to whatever vibe was going on. That was in pretty fact, cool. The owner reminded me of Berkeley too. Like they, they were it was a couple and they were both New Yorkers. Like one was upper east side, one was Queens, but they were the they had a Berkeley vibe. I like I walked in and I was like, "Oh, this remind the vibe here reminds me of Berkeley." They'd never spent any time in Berkeley. Uh, it does but, make sense yeah. With
0: the, uh, the veganism being like California vibe yeah. It does I like synchronicities totally. and shit like, Me too, yeah it's, it's legitimate, I actually mentioned Maybe like a few Synchronicities in tweets I have like a shitload of tweets to read But it's, it's all about like synchronicities And reincarnation, we mentioned that And like uh Chi and shit Yeah
1: Absolutely. Do you ever have like numerical stuff where you'll like uh notice like a certain time of the day you will have significance on a digital clock or something like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember specifically what it was, but I, I know I had points where I'd look at a clock and it'd always be like, like the number that's coming to mind is like a four or something. Like it always have like a four somewhere or something like that. And I've had a lot of those synchronicities, and I heard a lot of people who i had like personally i have like a few spiritual teachers that i'll learn like everything about and like everything they're putting out and stuff so like i have uh, one spiritual teacher who everybody likes to talk to him about that type of stuff and he's like you know it's just it's just your powers you know (laughs) your psychic powers you know like whatever like you're exerting it or yeah really yeah like interesting yeah like it's all like from the inside out uh-huh. Which is like a very main Topic of like I, will, I don't want to like put a name to it But it's like the spiritual practices Like one of the main things Of metaphysics and stuff is it's It's mostly from the inside out Not from like Outward things happening to us But like Just things we don't know about internally Yeah Being manifested and shit
1: Mm-hmm. Except that we don't have like uh, like conscious tools to articulate, but but is yes. but is it, in us energetically. Yes. Yeah. And some some of it could just be biological clock. Like we actually know what time, or you know, not biological clock is the wrong terminology, but like some sense of, like you actually know what time it is due to due to um, just your experience every day,
0: right.
1: like comparing where the clock's at to how the atmosphere feels or where the sun's out or whatever the fucking, like, you right. just know yeah. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm only mentioning this because I saw it in the show, but, like, the same way animals are, like, affected by magnetism and shit Ooh. with, like, uh, yeah. birds and butterflies and shit. That's,
1: I, yeah, I mean, the, that stuff, to me, seems so real. And, yeah. the, you know, pe- people people, that are resistant to the idea or whatever, like, you can, you can always just, like, completely... Uh, get them too. It'd just be like hey did you ever like get the feeling someone's looking at you from behind and then someone is and they're like yeah and yeah. be like well how do you explain that dude? <laughs> and uh and they're like well you, you make a make a pretty good point there
0: yeah <laughs> there's there's always going to be like things we can point to for like the metaphysical aspect of things where it's like some people will be completely material and like no nah, there's no there's no things happening on inside the brains and stuff. We can all see the electronical impulses. And then we're like, yeah, but like, <laughs> it's like electricity and electromagnetism. Like, we're not accounting for like the other aspects. And like, there's so much. Uh, it
1: makes perfect sense, right? The science hasn't, we just, we don't have meters for that yet. Yeah, or we don't exactly. have words for, words for that yet. But it, yeah, like, it, a lot of that's in the mainstream right now, too. Like, DNA studies and, and and um some people talking about epigenetics getting the main the mainstream studies now
0: i don't think i've heard that term yet. epigenetics
1: uh so like people just sort of like take it on faith right that dna is a physical material thing and it dictates everything how we are and how we be and so right. forth and Everyone's like, well, how, where does it come from? And they're like, well, DNA is the, is the blueprint and everything comes from that and that's all you need to know. Thank you, sir, move it <laughs> along. And, and they're like, well, how do you even know what it looks like? And they're like, well, it's smaller than a microscope, but trust us, it's in there. And they're like, well, how do you do it? Well, we have uh, ABCD, uh, there's, you know, the like different uh, peptide, whatever the fuck, I don't remember, yeah. it's been too long since I've been in the, <laughs> the class, whatever. But like it seems all nice and tidy when you when you look at that. But you know like the nature is not nice and tidy. Our body is not nice and tidy, and just like it, it's an amazing leap of faith that everyone is like so on board with. Oh, like DNA is is the somehow uh, you know. I mean, you could also say well like well what what's co- what causes DNA or you know like what informs DNA? Like why? Um, like what power? What, what engenders DNA to do what it does? No one even attempts an answer to that, right? They're just—they're just like, oh, DNA does what it does, and everyone everyone accepts that. There's, there's a uh, uh, great—I got this book in the in the vegan restaurant called um, the China Study. Have you heard of this book?
0: No. Remember, I told
1: you better before. It's like, um, pardon my sip. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) um, so the the book ends up being. In, in argument for veganism and along the way he makes some leaps that, that, that I don't think are justified but the the central thesis of the book um, and the sort of uh, like experiential and memoir element of the book is really powerful. It's written by this dude who uh, his name is T. Colin Campbell I believe was his name and he grew up on a farm and he grew up on a dairy farm somewhere. and was, like, the first person in his family to go to college and went on to this illustrious career in the sciences running. He was, like, in charge of these lab studies for the National Institute of Health, and he was employed by, you know, like, the most prestigious universities. Cool. And the government paid him to run these studies, and it's all on, like, food health, and which is essentially, like, all, like, FDA studies are similar, like, drug trials and food trials are, like, it's It's all built on this uh, sort of paradigm of of a of a clean lab environment where if you introduce uh, substance a to substance b, then you get reaction c so that's why like people say like oh if you're sick, take this drug and you get and you get this response and like oh, this food causes cancer, and this food doesn't cause cancer and so on and so forth but like it doesn't stand up to much scrutiny, right? Because, like, if there were foods that actually cause cancer, people wouldn't fucking eat that shit. It's, it's yeah. pretty unclear what what actually causes cancer, and what doesn't cause cancer. People smoke cigarettes their whole life and don't get cancer, and everyone gen- generally agrees that cigarettes cause cancer. So there, there's there's other elements around there. So he he said he he like late in his life he had this breakthrough, um, which was that science was going about it all wrong essentially in trying to isolate these elements in complex systems, and that the right approach was actually to look at complex systems, at the very right. least look at multiple inputs. So like, if you have, the, the central thing that caused his epiphany was a study on, um, on rats. So were you aware, or you were probably too, you too young, maybe, maybe you heard about this, that like hot dogs cause cancer, uh, nitrates um, cause cancer you heard of this it's like they use it to preserve meats like deli meats
0: have nitrates pumped into them whatever I mean, that means it makes sense but I don't know if I was like so specifically aware
1: so there there was a New York Times like headline story in the 80s that said nitrates cause cancer no it's a they, they, they did it more clever than that it was like the most dangerous missile produced in America is the hot dog or some shit like that right <laughs> because nitrates cause, cause cancer. And this dude in the book explains, he's like, well, I actually was in charge of that study. And what we found out was that we took lab rats and we gave them a carcinogen and then a bunch of nitrates. And it was an obscene amount of nitrates. <laughs> it was the equivalent to a human being eating 35,000 bologna sandwiches every day with a carcinogen, and when we did that, some of the rats developed tumors, like 40%. So when you play the game of telephone, you know, the people that actually fucking read scientific studies to get to the journalists, and by the time it gets telephoned out to the NY Times, it's uh, nitrates cause cancer. But in actuality, nitrates plus the carcinogen given in huge quantities to lab animals sometimes get cancer. Right,
0: right.
1: More, more than with just the just the um, carcinogen and no nitrates, so there is a, a causal effect there, but it's it's not clear. And you know, like maybe I would venture to say this isn't in the book, but like maybe if you give that fucking heavy dose of anything to an animal, it's gonna it's gonna right. like disrupt their <laughs> their immune system. It's gonna fuck them up, right? So anyway, the the point being is, he's like so. I realized that like my whole career was a shame. <laughs> and like now, the the real way to approach things is to look at, muli- at at least multiple inputs. So like A plus B will give you C when no other things are there, but A plus B with the presence of D doesn't give you C, it gives you something else. So imagine the human body, there's like thousands of different
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: chemicals and substances at any moment, and they're constantly in flux and rebalancing themselves and whatever so he's like the whole approach is absurd like to try to isolate something that has that has a certain effect in a lab is, is a ridiculous way to study human health and whatever Tease. and that there's this study in that Ch- in, was done in china where they figured out that like cancer rates were much lower in rural areas than they were in uh in like city areas so then he tried to figure out well what's the difference between those places and he came up with that they eat a different amount of meat in their diet, so they then did a lab experiment where they gave a carcinogen and the is this still interesting? I feel like I'm going on forever. Okay, no, nah, it's still good. the um, you still got tape? We got enough tape. <laughs> still rolling. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh,
1: so all right. So they, they, um, so they, this lab experiment, they give a carcinogen. To rats, and then they give that. Also, um, the milk protein casein is the is the is the protein that comes in cow's milk, right? So they figured out that at some point they could turn on and off tumor growth like a light switch, and it all had to do with the propor- the um, proportion of calories that they were giving the rats that were casein and that was like the regular food so up to i can't remember what the point was but it was like up to thirty percent you give these rats the the carcinogen and up to thirty percent of their diet casein nothing happens you hit 31 and they start growing tumors you bring them back down under 31 the tumor stops growing like, like that, wow. that kind of thing it's like super powerful study right yeah so and then he he went on and then he like makes all these leaps and that 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 cheese causes cancer because there's, it, it proceeds to do... The milk stuff. Yeah, it proceeds to do that, those silly leaps that, that are, like, reminiscent of the telephone game, but, I mean, I remember giving it, I, it, it, it worked because I remember giving it to some of my friends who were, like, hardcore carnivores and immediately, like, I was like, I'm never eating cheese or meat again, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, the, you, the... The thesis of that, the, the central thing is like the work on these complex systems is super powerful and I think, you know, um, could, do, could do well to sort of be broadened out. But our, the, the way the, the, the science, uh, sort of, the, 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 the network of science institutions and whatever has been developed in our country is so, so well developed and people are so invested in that model yeah, and are. people's whole careers are fucking you know, staked on this stuff. So no one really is able to like shake it because pe- people are too deep in it at, the, the, at this point. And there isn't really like financial incentive to blow it up or to admit that certain products don't save us and that we're actually complex beings and maybe spirituality and metaphysics are better medicine at times.
0: There's a what I took from that was like uh, the idea of him realizing like the the error and then trying a different way, but then also the idea that he came up with like you said before he started taking the leaps, and the idea that we could take all of the information up until the leaps and be like, okay, this seems true and plausible, and like repeatable and shit. So right. like. Just take that part as truth and not his, his weird conclusions. Right. And, like, the idea that each of us has the ability to take, like, each part of whatever if we study it. I mean, if we're presented with the parts, then we are able to, like, uh, decide for ourselves which parts are true and shit. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, also with, like, science and stuff. A powerful
1: idea that gets that gets not much attention a lot of times especially yeah. in this country I feel like people are much more receptive and much more like uh, sort of subject to you know the expert on Fox News oh well, well he's an expert on Fox News so yeah I don't need to think about that anymore you know like that I think I, I mean I think other countries I, I have friends who are who grew up in France and they, they were like it's different our education is different there. like you learn when you're in high school, like standard education is like to learn philosophy and critical thought in a way that our high school is like learning Paul Revere's ride and dates and facts and stuff like that. Right, yeah. But yeah, man, that that's. It sure would be nice if there was more critical thinking, right?
0: It would be very nice. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. then there's also the aspect of like, I've been on a path of learning truth or whatnot and like, uh, for a long time I didn't believe in truth at all or like any structure and then I figured out there's like a...
1: How, how so that you don't believe in truth? Like that, 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 that we're sort of everything, everything is subjective?
0: Yeah, I got to uh, Yep, that's exactly it. I got to like the maxims because I uh, generalize everything. So like there's an, even an Octavia Butler book where she gets to like the same idea where like she's like God is change or whatever because change is kind of like supreme in this in this reality of like uh, physical stuff everything changes everything like degrades and Mm -hmm. then like if the sun explodes then none of this even exists anymore Mm -hmm. so like truth is supposed to be like a, a set structure so like if this could not exist then this isn't true and well in my old mindset but also, there's actually like a, a nature structure. So you're saying it's
1: not objectively true and repeatable because it's all reliant on this just very specific set of circumstances.
0: Yeah. But also, like that was that was a, not wrong, but it's it's not the whole part of the puzzle.
1: I, I'd have to think a lot more about it. It's 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 super interesting.
0: Yeah, I stayed in that space for like two years and. <laughs> It was a weird space and i was glad to get out of it when i figured out like there's a structure and shit
1: it's got to be ex- like terrifying and exhausting right you're just like you're just what uh, just existing a shit. leaf in the stream basically <laughs> yeah. yeah wow and you wow so you you're saying you were all the way in that that must be hard even yeah, to do I'm... anything in the day-to-day right like if you're really deep
0: deep in that I mean, like, I I also had my own will and stuff. Like, I didn't discredit the idea that I wanted to do stuff and stuff. So, like, I was doing comedy at that point. And I was doing comedy really heavily. I was maybe, like, every day and shit. Like, So the idea that I had a structure, even in the chaos, and I was, like, talking to people about it. And, like, other people didn't think it was, like, chaos. So I was like, okay, well, maybe... I'll just so hold were, like, on to there so you
1: were like what's the what's the point of stopping at this red light or like driving on the right side of the road or yeah. what's what's the point of feeding myself nutrition it's not real like you, you those things were sort of still in in play yeah but you were thinking on like a like a higher like metaphysical
0: yeah because I was also learning yeah. magic at that point which oh dang it fits perfectly in with oh you know, for real yeah with not believing anything cause uh-huh mostly magic is just like rationalization. If you can rationalize something, then you change your mind about it. And like that in itself is like the idea of magic. It's like to use your mind to affect the physical. But like time is relative. So like if the physical happens and then you use your mind to rationalize it, you're still using your mind to affect the physical. Like even if it's something that already happened, like past events the physical
1: as it's really happening or your or your like recollection and impression of both. Something that happened.
0: both so like most people with magic they'll they'll try to like do something and then have a result afterwards but also there's an aspect of you can rationalize shit in the past like oh, somebody uh passed by the house and that was because i had a thought about it okay you know? okay so like that's also magic but just in like the the backwards area.
1: I'm with you on that, but like in terms of like can you like rear with your mind rearrange a card in a deck, that's harder for me to believe than nah, like you would... can think about someone and sort of like draw them to walk by your house maybe like
0: I was saved from that modes those modes of thought because like I didn't I didn't invest in the physical world. Like uh I had like my body was like I was nah, I just say fat. <laughs> You know, unhealthy or whatever. I was smoking, drinking. You know, so like I didn't really care about the physical. If I did, then I would have been that person. Like, how can I move this? You know, how do, I, uh-huh. how do I get psychic kinetic powers? If this is all fake, then I should be able to do this. I should be able to yeah. do this.
1: That's so interesting to think of your body as as a uh, as, as like a emblem of, of um, your your state of mind too. Yeah, I've been I've been on I've been trying to do a clean living kick recently i feel better when i do i feel more alert maybe more tuned in yeah. maybe it's just different but you know
0: the it's a, yeah it's super interesting it all connects is yeah. what i learned <laughs> after i came out of my truth spiral i was like oh shit everything's relative <laughs> not relative everything's like uh, related <laughs> right connected right. is a better word yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's I mean that's, that's like the essence of Buddhism too, right? It's like all yeah. the, the, like those those energies are real and and they're mutable, but they're but they're they're certainly all connected. Um, I like the word truth spiral. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, term. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and oh, I had I had someone was gonna ask you, and I'm forgetting it.
0: Uh. It's to do with, like science and the. Uh... The medicine that we were talking. Oh, about? Oh, magic!
1: Do you ever, do you ever watch um, uh, YouTube videos of like David Blaine on the Tonight Show? I haven't watched a lot of his his stuff. They're they're fucking outrageous, dude. They're 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 absolutely outrageous. They're a lot of because a lot of people do. Well, I mean, he's a he's a great performer. I'm sure you've seen him perform, yeah. right? So, like, some of his his early videos where he got famous was just trick photography where he levitated. There's a trick... I looked it up on the internet. There's a trick where you take your shoe off and then you go on your toe and you lift up. So if you're at a certain angle, it looks like you're levitating. If you go back and watch the early David Blaine videos, you can see that the people he's doing it to, he's doing that. But then they also cut in a shot of just his feet coming off the ground, which is clearly like special effects that they put in afterwards. But the reaction is genuine from the people, so it just adds to the whole thing. Um, But there's stuff that he does... That just def- absolutely bend your brain, and and I'm fascinated by magic like that because yeah, my rational mind is like, well, there's got there's a trick like the, this is a <laughs> trick they call it a magic trick because it's a fucking trick, and it works because you figure out how to do something to, to trick people, but you're but then at the same time you're like I have, I know a few tricks and like I know the rules of physics and so forth. I know the constraints of what you're able to do with it. One set of arms and fingers and in one place in in space and time and so forth, and and then he fucking just busts those apart and it, and, it, and and it's great entertainment because you get to see these people just like fucking flabbergasted lose their mind, but yeah there's one okay there's one trick where he 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 gets uh, <laughs> he hands he he hands it like so many cards to Tariq and then. Tells him to put it in his pocket. He's a, like, Blaine's standing over here, Tariq's standing over here, out of arms' like Tree counts the cards. He puts them in his pocket. Blaine goes, "Okay, now there's less cards in your pocket." And he takes them <laughs> out, and there's less cards in his pocket. <laughs> like, what the cool. fuck, dude? What the <laughs> fuck? It's it's so amazing. Uh, uh, I, I I I'm I'm fascinated by this stuff. So like, when when you say you were learning magic, were, were you? ever were you like studying tactics to to like do performance tricks like that or were you just doing and, um, more kind of uh yeah the metaphysical yeah,
0: yeah. magic with a k or whatever okay okay like and then i was using it mostly like they say like programming subconscious mind or whatever pretty much to change my personality
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: or like my mentality on things
1: i mean that's also just like psychotherapy too you know? yeah, I mean, yeah exactly yeah it is
0: exactly that yeah I cured myself of depression. Is my dude. my magic trick?
1: <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm, that's 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 my magic project right now. So, yeah. cheers to that, dude. Hell yeah! Good for you. Legitimate cheers. Very cool. Mm. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, uh doing a trick. Something about. I going to change your mind. I can't remember. Anyway, look, we're gonna leave it alone do you like um do you like patterns is that something that sa- that, that you find satisfying because like we were talking about numbers on a clock earlier and i find i, I find palindromes very uh, satisfying slash amusing um you know so like but also like when it's twelve twelve I'll, I'll sort of note that and it'll hit me but my favorite time of the day is twelve thirty four.
0: Because right. the, the it's four. sequential,
1: yeah. and then I also, incidentally, this probably not am thing. It has has more to do with it. Is that like I went heavy into literature study, where you're just looking at ink on a page, and you're working very hard to like think about all the different things that it could mean, and all the different levels of meaning, and all the different symbology and metaphor and right. combination of stuff. So, you know, like if you're, if you're writing a book and you hide the numbers one, two, three, four in sequence, like there's something to that. You're like, you know, setting up the, an expectation for the number five or you're like maybe putting people in the mindset of, um, of, of a running sequence or climbing whatever. So maybe it's that part of my brain that, I, that I've like sort of exercised up that, that responds to it. That's it's an interesting thing for me to think about, but I I still love twelve thirty four. It makes me happy. It's very
0: synchronistic. I was just writing a uh, chapter in my book where I mentioned numbers and stuff, and like I even (laughs) I uh, legitimately went to like Google and I was like, how many cards are in tarot decks? And was like, what's a good number to use in this situation? Because the number is kind of like. It's kind of like a, a random concept like I could throw any number so I was like what what's a good number though and like I ended up using like 22 and like you know like just these these weird numbers and
1: I bet if you start googling certain numbers that people have a lot to say about the significance yeah. of certain numbers right There was this kooky lady in the in the vegan restaurant who I loved who's actually like speaking of depression like I went to I've gone to like different therapists and none of them really helped me at all but this woman who would sit at the bar would just fucking like tell me exactly the the stuff that would like cure my depression immediately and like cool. help me help me like get unstuck and um, she was unbelievable like i don't know but she would also then have she came up with all this numerology she'd be like oh what's your birthday and then she'd be like and, and it'd be like it's may 11th and she'd be like oh 11 that's two ones. that means this and, that. and you know then she just started like seemed to be make a leap into what was just like the the actual uh, like some the the, the two dimensional random representation of these other concepts, but maybe ancient wisdom made them th- that for made those symbols what they were for a reason. I don't know, but she she lost me along along the way with the new with the numerology yeah. stuff. But they, they, people like study that. and There's tons of like materials to it's study. It's a hard practice, honestly.
0: I mean, I've gotten to the basics. Like I mentioned earlier, I really generalize everything. So, like, I'll take uh, take the whole study of numerology and be like, well, this seems almost irrelevant unless you get down to, like, the one-digit numbers, you know, like really getting down to what one means and what zero means and what, you know, what's two. And, like, Uh there are people who go that deep with it where they're like, yeah, one is, like, You know everything together and then like zero doesn't actually exist it's just an aspect of one you know like (laughs) you're keeping on a very
1: tangible plane yeah yeah i get that for sure
0: yeah because it's mostly due to my aversion of the physical that i started out with of like not really caring too much about like once you get up to six though
1: it gets trippy (laughs) like what the fuck does six mean that's crazy it does get trippy that's two threes (laughs) in, in sequence upside down six that's nine that's another three
0: you yep, and six is like a spiral and shit and it's like uh, it's like the two triangles come together and make like the tetrahedron Aha. or some shit <laughs> that's all related to six
1: that's super cool yeah and then the pentagram is like no no that's the the star David is in is yeah, the six. superimposed triangles yeah. six-point yeah. star uh, pentagram that's the devil right that's the five point
0: yeah but like so upside down upside down <laughs> Yeah, you know, right side up it means like life and shit there's it's so much so much correspondence with everything I I, uh, <laughs> I was at a point in my life where I was like oh shit everything's like got so much correspondence and I don't I don't know what these things are but there are people who could be like oh five that's this 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 I'm like man, in order to get to that level, I'd have to legitimately go to correspondence school. That's like what I say that I'm in now. It's like my slang. Like, oh yeah, I'm in correspondence school, learning, learning what all these random shits mean. It's
1: like it's like a half-click to free association, which is which I think is cool. Correspondence yeah. is like tedious and awful, though, right? Tis the. Uh, yeah, but I would also like to present to you right now, and in, in uh, with the audience of all our listeners, with an honorary uh, graduate degree in literature, because that's all you fucking do is just over correspond things till, you, yeah. till you're worn out, and you're like, and, they, and I imagine if like the, the author was ever there, they'd be like, well, that's really impressive that you thought of all that shit. <laughs> like I, that's nothing. Like I was just talking about this dude getting dressed. Like, good for you. Good for you guys. And I'm sorry for you guys, and you're going to need a lot of therapy, and you should really go live life instead of sitting in this room trying to pick apart and imagine what might have been behind this. But they're also, while they're also, well, I'm talking shit about literature, like it's <laughs> occurred to me before when, you were talking, when we were talking about the numbers in, in the writing. I just revisited one of my favorite books of all time is Song of Solomon. Tony, Tony Morrison, have you ever read this book? I have not. It's a beautiful book. Um, there, another topic that that, uh, that might be worth visiting too is the this guy Kundera is the, I think I say his name. The unbearable lightness of being, the joke of you her read this guy heard of this guy. Sounds he, really cool. Though. He's a Czech writer. You would you would definitely like his shit. The the joke or the unbearable lightness of being are, are the are the two main ones um, to read. I can't remember if I read any deeper with him, but. There's a quote that's attributed to him that's like every good writer has to be bisexual, to understand the dynamicism and to like paint a whole picture, right? So, the um, Toni Morrison, this book so- Song of Solomon, is written from the male point of view, and is, which is unusual. Like most of her stuff is 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 a, is a female point of view, okay. but um, it is a beautiful book and. And a nice break from a regular stuff that I identify more from the from the from the male point of view, obviously. And then uh, the opening scene. She she hides all these uh, these subtle bits and Easter eggs in there. Um, that has to do with like the colors of the American flag. You know, like someone's wearing a blue sash, and, then, and another the sign is red, and this and that, and the, there's white snow on the ground, and you if you're not really paying attention and frankly if you're not like in a class and like picking it apart like you're not even going to catch it but right.
0: the,
1: th- the the thinking is is it gets in your subconscious mind and it's in there and it sort of calls up these other things and is weaving around and literature is very fucking cool when you can when you can pull
0: off Hell yeah. tricks like that yeah when people who are knowledgeable write shit it turns into some amazing yeah. amazing stuff it really does I have uh, we mentioned Alistair Crowley because we have the toth Tech and stuff, but hes he uh, wrote fiction. Like, uh, like, I read one of the books. The name is
1: super familiar to me, but I don't think I've ever read his work.
0: Right, most of it was like spell books or like this is how you do magic or this is why this stuff is significant. But then also there was like this fiction story that I got an audio book of on YouTube, actually. So it's like a free audio book. I forget the name of it, but, like, it was this whole story of, like, these two magicians. There was, like, a master and, like, the apprentice. And, like, they were going through some stuff and, like... But, like, the whole story is, like, these magicians trying to outmaneuver a group of other magicians. And, like, it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven. It's, Uh like, uh almost exactly like Ocean's Eleven to where, like, they're trying to do the heist.
1: Trying to pull one over another... that's pretty fucking cool. It is really cool. That's a neat story. Wow, that's really cool. Is this dude is this dude still living? No. Nah. What like when when is he when is he
0: living? Let's Google. It, Let's cause Google. I have
1: no idea. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I've heard is where I've heard his name before.
0: This is the picture of him.
1: Wow, that's a pretty like grim, sinister looking
0: 1875-1947. Okay. I heard he lived in the uh, dragon's den for a while. I don't know how true that is. They say he used to throw orgies in the dragon's den.
1: Wow. So this dude walked the walk, too.
0: Yeah. He was known as, like, the most evil man alive. But that's just because he was in the public doing magic, and they used to burn witches and shit.
1: But he looks fucking sinister with those, like, bags under his... Well, maybe not now that you blew it up, but, like... He's got bags under his eyes. He's got an Uncle Fester, huge <laughs> round head, and a dead like a. I can't I can't see behind his eyes in the old black and white. But wow, that yeah, man, that must have been an interesting fellow. I wish I could. So like he, like he traveled to New Orleans, or he.
0: Aha! Uh-huh, United States. Fucking like Wikipedia is always legitimate. Um, I wish I could scan this, I'm trying to read the blue letters, but it's not working. New York, Statue of Liberty, Vancouver. Because Benjamin, Fra- Benjamin
1: Franklin had to go to Paris to throw orgies in, in the history that, that I heard, and Crowley crossed the ocean the other way to throw the orgies over here. That's interesting.
0: Says in December he moved to New Orleans, his favorite U.S. city, before spending February 1917, blah blah blah, in Florida, returning to New York. So apparently he did not live in New Orleans, according to this.
1: That 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 era that he was writing is is a is a super rich time. I think okay. a lot of the stuff that 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 I think has the most interesting well. I don't need to rank it like that, but it, it maybe coincidentally a few of my favorites, like, like uh, Dostoevsky, one of my favorite writers, was writing in like sort of mid to late. Not sure who that is. When was, when was he writing? Like mid nineteenth century, I guess. Uh, Russian guy. Okay. Brothers Karamazov, uh, Crime and Punishment. You ever maybe get assigned Batman. that in high school? Yeah. Um, he is a guy that like really will fucking blow your brain apart on it's important to get a good translation because i've read a couple obviously don't read Russian. and i read a couple of translations that weren't very good some are a lot more like lyrical and, and good uh one there's a couple in particular Peshavar, and i forget the other person's name but uh it will there will be like these amazing sparkling human insights that just like light your brain up several page he's also very funny and he Ooh. goes deep into like existential fucking woes, and uh, has these characters live out a lot of these situations. Um, some are a lot darker, some are a lot funnier. Um, the Brothers Karamazov is another probably one you know shortlisted like the best books, most impactful and engaging and beautiful books that I've read. Um, the uh, and then once he got notes from underground he got some other stuff but he was writing like he he's writing russian as a russian in the mid 19th century and um there's some people some people draw some lineage like the existential philosophers in france and i can't remember if they were like around the same time or if one took from the other or what but there are there some pe- people relate them anyway I know that i'm uh, not uh, just get enough on this to, to to really go into it but
0: I never was good in history and, like, learning dates and, like, holding in my head, like, that all of these things were taking place around the same time periods and shit. But uh, recently, not recently, I, like, I only remember this because I made a mistake of saying it was a thousand years ago (laughs) when it was only (laughs) a (laughs) hundred. So, I know that Nietzsche was also alive back then, and, like, that was... Uh-huh. A person who I learned like, uh, yeah, like a lot of morality shit from, and like apparently these people are alive in like the same time periods, probably like getting influenced by the same people and shit, and like trying to influence the same world. And I,
1: I, I wouldn't not be surprised if Nietzsche and and um, Dostoevsky were around the same time, and now I'm going to confirm it on Wikipedia if I could only spell Nietzsche. Oh, I couldn't spell that shit either. Here we go. Autocorrect I think has got me. In the in the neighborhood. Okay. So he lived so Nietzsche, Nietzsche lived eighteen forty four to nineteen hundred.
0: Yeah, it's like around the same area. Let's go ahead and look at it a man Dostoevsky yeah he was 1821 to
1: 1881
0: yeah still they were all alive in the same period mm-hmm. <laughs> different ages still alive together What and
1: then once you start like digging into like what was the history and in, in political scenario at, the, at those times when people were right. around too? It gets even fucking more enriched and more interesting.
0: complicated and yeah. <laughs> adding on with details and shit to the, the picture. It's wild.
1: If you ever, man, if you ever, like, they have that, like, you can find college classes that, like, teach that shit. If you were like, do history and literature, like, that,
0: one day, you can maybe. get into that
1: shit. Yeah. It's not very practical. <laughs> 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 that's not. <laughs>
0: There's it's no, more no. like a, a thing you do for fun yeah <laughs> a grasp on actuality or reality
1: it yeah i mean I, I guess it's satisfying for the soul but ultimately damaging for like existing in the world because it's hard to like do a job and like see that the fucking horrifying insignificance of it and like, in, like the, the the deep emptiness of, of uh of, uh, yeah. selling software or whatever the fuck you you know might be doing out there cooking <laughs> actually cooking the when I noted when I was living in New York that a lot of the people that I met that were chefs were either philosophical or like they had literally like graduated college with a philosophy degree and I thought that was like more than a coincidence and I always sort of chalked it up to the fact that if you do really go deep into that stuff about you know what is meaning and, and 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 what is what is life and so forth? That like there isn't much you can do without really hating your existence, unless you're doing something that's tangible and immediate. And like you like like you cook food, it nourishes other people, and it, you actually and you get like an emotional reaction from them immediately too. And there's there's the calming effective a ritual and they're you know in like standing and cooking the thing. So to me, it made sense. It was like okay like I, if you if, if your mind sort of leans in that direction, it would make sense that cooking would would, would be sort of uh, yeah. a satisfying uh, occupation or, or like the, one, of, one, of the qualifi- one of the few one of the few non-disqualifying uh, things you could do with you, in your life right yeah. to make a living.
0: Handing out sustenance and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like literally helping people. Like, uh, man, there's also the the metaphysical aspect where, like, that's legitimately what saved me from depression and shit. It's not like the the works that I'm doing now, but like the the idea that there is something more or whatever, and like. I feel weird talking about it as if it's true because there's so many people who do not think it's true and like
1: and those people are called comedians <laughs> uh
0: huh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's so uh it's so evident like personally at least it's like yeah. uh shit legitimately comes from this subjective plane before it reaches this subjective plane or like comes from a subjective plane before it Becomes objects and shit Like everything's a thought Before it's an action Everything's a You know it's got like They have uh, Scientific evidence of like Tadpoles have an aura Of a frog around them So like (laughs) Oh a better Explanation which I got from All my teachers and shit I'm almost never saying anything original these days but like the idea that the tree is encompassed in the seeds so like the whole tree's aura is in like the tiny seed or whatever Mm -hmm. and like just things come from somewhere else and like the idea that if you know that you can access the somewhere else and like start to like do things there and shit and that's the, the idea of the subconscious programming the subconscious and doing all of this shit to like get the person further along in the pathway or whatever. And then, like, the guy I'm currently studying is Montauk Chia, is, like, talking about how, like... This is
1: super spot on with exactly what I'm going through right now, too, cool. about trying to set intention and trying to not do stuff that feel compulsive or, you know, or anxious or whatever. So, but go ahead. I just wanted, yeah. to, just wanted to note that
0: Yeah, yeah. talking about Montauk Man she is talking about like the Taoist and stuff and like how it's like ancient knowledge that all of this stuff is uh like metaphysical and then it's physical and then like the idea of moving chi and stuff and like we've we've lost a lot of the <laughs> the old knowledge and like he's talking about every time I learn something western you know every time I learn something about science or biology I'm like, oh, that explains what they were talking about in Taoism, you know. Oh, now I understand why you'd move your energy from this area to this area because apparently this area is where the kidneys are, and the kidneys do this, and like, uh-huh, uh-huh. so like he'll learn something and it'll apply to old ancient knowledge, but it's like, uh, what am I even getting at? So <laughs> he's not. He's
1: not talking about. He's not talking about all the way up to like. Uh, I don't know like blood thinner medication or something like that he's he's more talking about like the we sense that the this part of the body detoxifies things and it right. happens to correspond with where the kidneys are at that's super interesting yeah there's like reflexology where they like touch your foot and it's supposed yeah. to affect your kidney yeah all that shit man um that's I, I mean that's the most like pro-western take I've heard on it though the, 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 cause usually it's like um the, the Western stuff like tries tries to either over specify or, or or like it, it, yeah ancient wisdom is a is a word which I would have struggled to define exactly but somehow means something to me right where there's like maybe maybe it means like there's a, there's like something that that rings is intuitively true when you when you hear it right like yeah. versus something that you have to be convinced of or that you have to memorize like there is I'm, I'm actually yeah that, I'm, I'm satisfied with that definition now that I've thought about it
0: truth will be present like forever and shit and like that's one of those, those things where I was like I don't know change is supreme but like I got over that learning that people in the past actually knew way more than we give them credit for and like they were yeah. way more knowledgeable they knew what they were doing like, they didn't have a bunch of extravagant stuff, like buildings and highways. Well, they, they had highways, but, like, yeah. buildings and stuff, because it was unnecessary at that point. Like, if you know everything, then you don't need that shit.
1: <laughs> right. But
0: it's also, like... There's more yeah. there's more essential knowledge. Right. The idea that we have it now is, like, because, like, to live in a world where anything's possible and not do everything that's possible is weird, you know? like Yeah. Right. So it's it's like the idea that we get to this point and we have buildings now is like it's like an exploration of everything that's possible, and like the, the splits and community and and like ideals and ideas and stuff it uh, breeds uniqueness and uniqueness breeds new you know original shit
1: and you have to keep building right like there are I guess there are some things that. You know they were made thousands of years ago that are still like arresting in and and beautiful and like hang and hold up but like if you're building a building like once once you've built something bigger and more beautiful then like the that previous building looks different like it's not impressive it used to be which is like an interesting buildings are super interesting right because there's the it's, the, it's a team of stuff there's there's design factor there's engineering factor there's a utility factor there's all that kind of stuff that goes that, that goes into it um, which sort of justifies and humans use them but yeah they are just sort of whacking off a little bit when it comes down to it right no one
0: especially like science area you're just like redoing tests yeah
1: well, in well in New York like there's a practical level because there's fucking 8 million people living on a tiny strip of land so there's only you can only put everybody there
0: yeah you can only go up
1: and th- there is something beautiful that results from all that energy crushed in together yeah which is cool um but um yeah I don't know does it uh there's also a lot there's also a lot of uh psych- psychiatrists employed in in uh, in in New York City so uh yeah, they you could like launch many several directions from there.
0: Yeah. The direction we shall launch it'll be into the because I feel like we can we do
1: one more can we do one more card before we do yes. the tweets? Just to set the stage for the tweets?
0: Which should uh my uh, general reaction would be to The one that them. fell out is the one <laughs> that, we that we're can't gonna read. Do that. It, Ace of Swords has fallen out. The One of Swords, which is Swords or Wind, also known as Intelligence, um, Ace being the One. Uh, that's about it for uh, explanation, unless we open the box and get like a.
1: Are they are, are all? the cards like positive, like generative symbology, or is there? I mean, there's
0: like, there's also like the Death card and stuff, but I mean it, everything's.
1: Is there a Decay card?
0: No, everything's got like the positive and negative aspect. Okay. So it's like.
1: What about male and female or masculine and feminine? Yep,
0: they have those ideas too. But on different cards, are they supposed to be the same one? There's different sides of the same card. There's the prince and the princess of like different suits. Okay. I think this is the princess. Okay. And then they have like the queens.
1: Oh, I see so they're like they're like regular card. they have aspects yeah. of regular cards too, yeah, with the
0: or it's like it's the the normal playing deck mm-hmm. plus twenty two other ones, and then there's like also like maybe five other cards also
1: uh-huh, that's super cool. What gender is the ace does the Jace have does the ace have a gender
0: I wouldn't say it has a gender, but I mean the toth deck would probably give it a gender. And then the one, I mean, Ace usually looks like a male type thing, like a phallus sword or whatever.
1: If it does, yeah. I mean, it seems more masculine. Than the, the Yeah. It's the trump. Anyway, all right, tweet time.
0: Cool, cool. To Twitter, I didn't prepare the starting point. I have a shitload of tweets. Are, do you? Are you okay on time? His time is off. It's 6.30, maybe. Um, yeah,
1: I'm good, I'm good. We should probably get done by like 7, I think. Okay, cool. How long do these usually go?
0: Very sporadic. Uh, I did an episode with James Germain that lasted like three hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> usually a normal podcast will be like an hour and a half. This is where I start from This is a Legitimate post about my Twitter Not my Twitter, my podcast So it's like an easy starting spot And I was like, oh First tweet is check out my latest podcast <laughs> Episode 93 You know, then uh, like the video, they might be Giants Tractor We've got ourselves a word count Oh shit We've got ourselves a word count today. Type 276 words. I don't want to spoil it too much, but I have. But what haven't I already disclosed? You know, this is behind the scenes book on a book after all. In the day Billy fell off the cliff, we've now started the story of Rick.
1: Incidentally, I, I once wrote. A, this is a bit of synchronicity for you. I once wrote a piece of fiction it was like the point of view it was like the diary of a guy it was a post sort of post-apocalyptic setting it was a guy who would lived in new york city and then like society was like was breaking down and he bounced out and moved to like somewhere in like outside upstate new york and was living in like an abandoned factory by himself and there was a civil there was like a uh like a pack of people that had, that had like settled in another building nearby but there's basically he was so he was on his own he like, wasn't part of this pack and the and the and the the fiction was like from his point of view and i won't remember what the opening lines were exactly but but this situation has jogged the memory because he's like talking about the process of dying he's like i like to i like to write words down because i uh, because they go on the page like they've been heard and then i can read them back otherwise all i have is like sounds traveling away from me you know at the at, in right. <laughs> at, at, at rapid speed sometimes uh by by a strange like twist and anomaly of nature like hitting hitting a tree and 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 bouncing back to me in a in a in a in a compromise whatever i'm not uh,
0: that's a cool concept remembering
1: it but it's it, uh, it's it's basically exactly what we're doing right now reading back tweets into a microphone yeah <laughs> Approximately one week after they were typed into a keypad. Yeah. And this is very satisfying. Legitimately. I'm tripping I, the fuck out. I usually yeah. mention
0: the dates. This was October 27th. Currently on like the 3rd of November. So it was like literally a week. Like, uh. This is gonna be like a lot of explanation into my book, but it's also kind of like user friendly.
1: Uh, good name for a book by the way user friendly
0: (laughs) Billy and Rick are in very similar paths but have different motivations and I'm hoping to touch on some cool ideas of rewriting the first chapter in the 19th chapter you know same story different character the immortal hero or something Michael Moorcock I remember that much the fucking eternal champion Michael Moorcock that's uh, I was referencing an author who's a. Uh, sounds wrote, like a
1: porn actor. The, this <laughs> author.
0: Yeah, he wrote a, a series of books, that he even influenced Stephen King. You know, Stephen King gives him a shout out or really? whatever. Really. Yeah.
1: That's that's a uh, that's quite a credential. Yeah. He shout has, out to Stephen King.
0: Because he he made a bunch of books, and then he was like, "Oh, by the way, it's the same character every book." and then after you know like he goes through the explanation of oh yeah well this character is the same because he's got the same last name this character's got the same bloodline as this one so it's like the same guy and they called the series the eternal champion because like he exists throughout time and shit but it's supposed to be not very metaphysical if you take it from Michael Moorcock's mouth he's like oh no I was just writing books it has nothing to do with like anything bigger than what it is
1: written yeah that's the fucking the, the professor class sometimes gets a little carried away with that shit right there like,
0: he yeah and this is me doing my own professor class on my own
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that that's that's probably more more grounded than a lot than a lot of that shit uh
0: the fucking eternal champion two paychecks baby author and professor
1: <laughs> Dual income stream.
0: (laughs) I was close with the immortal hero, but eternal champion is more on the nose. But anyway, I have stuff to disclose about how this book is changing. And now going to relate to a bunch of chirpy actuality shit. How to go into explanation, though. Starting with the idea that the past two podcasts, You Tweeted You Meaned episodes, were holding back information on the day Billy fell off the cliff. I gave vague descriptions and the toth that called me out for intellectual cruelty and such. Such is life. I sometimes forget that I sometimes forget and remember and then fall back in line with my structure safety net. Uh, Repeat sentences are worse than run on sentences. The part where the book should have ended and then responsibility of writing then added the What? (laughs) <laughs> the part where the book should have ended and then the responsibility of writing when the chap the I have no idea what that sentence means anyway <laughs> I'm just going to try to read it correctly sometimes I forget that I sometimes forget and remember then fall back aligned with my structure safety net uh, repeated sentences are worse than run on sentences which is weird because I'm legitimately repeating the sentence <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you could,
1: you could do it. You could, do a, you could definitely <laughs> part, do a course on this tweet.
0: <laughs> this part where the book should have ended, and then the responsibility of writing, then the added chapter. I, there should
1: be a comma after responsibility of writing, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: most likely. I think what I'm doing is setting up the structure on how I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. Like sometimes, like I forget. Like, my purpose for writing shit down, like, that was a... Alright, I'm gonna go first, I'm gonna say where the book should have ended, then I'm gonna say the responsibility, and then I'm gonna say the added chapter. I've changed the landscape of the book twice, and I haven't talked about it yet, and I need to get behind-the-scenes book on a book caught up, and not skip some of the most profound shit that would suck if this chapter was missing. Also, if I die and bots create this for me, thanks. Billy's relationship with Jessica bloomed into perpetual orgasm, also known to most as tantric sex. They are already in the astral world, though, so tantric there is more of a. all your desires playing out simultaneously and instantaneously. It's more of an accessible bliss shared by them.
1: That's a great new McDonald's ad campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to get a, a, a Big Mac. <laughs>
0: Oh, shit, <laughs> Billy's relationship with me Misintuition His own intuition has bloomed into reality management He and me worked out a system Where me can warn Billy Of an upcoming unwanted future Once Billy is aware All he has to do is ask me questions about How to steer clear Quote Ask the question quote, Is the warning code Is meant?" Yeah it it means, holy shit, this whole story could go south if you slip up and do some out-of-order shit. One time, the story was in danger of Rick stealing Jessica from Billy. That one was the main Ask the Question event, even saved me. What is saved me from is unneeded turmoil in the scientific exploration. It would have led to more negative thoughts to be ironed out and way longer story for me. Anyway, enough about the author. That story has progressed again. We have new phenomenon appearing and hierarchy. After reality shaping the future, Billy, me, and Jessica become way closer by forming Jessica's Mr. Intuition and Billy's me. Me become, Me became me, taller and now male-female, the third form of intuition available in that space. Which brings Billy and Jessica together as one being. Their togetherness is the main point of all of this build up, the main point of referencing the eternal champion, and the main point that needs to be covered in behind the scenes book on a book, and I'll get to that later at some point. Now that the build up is over, it's okay. Deflated the situation, let out the secrets, learned how to brag successfully, came to brag about successful bragging, a step too far. I liked a video. Nero with DJ Tandem. Hermeticism, Nero hermeticism with DJ Tandem. I would actually like to shout out this uh, podcast. Are you reading a tweet? No, nah, I'm shouting. Are out you shouting e. it out? E. If I could get it to open a different page. This is a very cool metaphysical podcast That I was actually a guest on Maybe like two years ago But now he's doing his thing It's called This o- shit. This Esoteric Life Can be found on YouTube It's actually pretty amazing This guy's on some shit And he's in New Orleans And uh, it's pretty cool homegrown shit What's that uh, again? This, this esoteric life? Yeah, this esoteric life. The guy named Christopher Seafree. I like the video, Montauk Chia interview, Master Yourself, Invite, Part 2. like the video, quick, quick, Chia. Uh, quick
1: visual hit for you right there. Nice. Nice, right?
0: Is that a random person?
1: It's a um uh it's one i met a long time ago in california who's a who's a really like a very talented singer
0: cool um uh, this thing oh wait fuck. i can't play any videos because of the sound won't work on the laptop i'd have to do it through the phone and i'm not going to go through all of it. Uh, main thing with the Montauk chia thing is uh, he mentions smiling. Uh, I'm just gonna do one video. Phones on the floor. He mentions smiling as like an alchemical process and like a thing to do to your organs, like an internal smile as like a like an energy thing and like. I took DMT recently, and like
1: oh shit, I, I've been talking about that a lot recently. Actually, <laughs> oh cool, was it? I've never heard a non-intense review of of the DMT experience. Was it? I
0: had a non-intense. Really? Uh, I've had mostly non-intense. Interesting. Only one intense, <laughs> and like
1: that's I've, that smiling stuff is is spot on though, man. Like it, it you is. can, I mean, listeners, try it at home if I can, If you're <laughs> yeah, just force yourself to smile right now and see if it doesn't actively change your mood they teach people that in like sales courses too like before you like dial the phone you're supposed to like ex- do an exaggerated smile because you can you can hear it or, you know people don't realize that they're hearing it, but you can hear it
0: yeah and like yeah I've uh, there was like blind people who mentioned like uh, there was like a I was watching something or other but there was like a blind guy who was like yeah I could tell you're smiling because it, it sounds different like when you talk, when you smile. And That's like, super cool. Yeah.
1: Makes good sense. It also raises the question of cause and effect, because no one ever say the physical thing causes an emotional reaction. Is it tied? Is it like habitual? We
0: start with small tree. Don't start with a bigger tree. Not the part of Thailand. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, tree Meditation True and meditation.
1: the healing tree. Looks like Nintendo. By graphics. holding your
0: hand <laughs> it does. on your heart See, and just smile to your heart <laughs> and start to radiate cool. out the energy from the heart. And a uh, few basic simple principle is we start with small tree. Don't start with a bigger tree. All right. And small. Also, like so, one of the things with the trip was like. Uh, I was in like a lucid dream state and like I was seeing a bunch of like people stacked on top of each other kind of like a DNA structure a little similar but not exactly like the double helix pattern just like people on top of each other but like um,
1: full-size people
0: yeah like standing up yeah everybody like standing up that's scary. So, yeah, so like I've picture them as like reincarnations or like lives that I could go into if I had the the will or like the <laughs> if I had any like want to do that type of shit which I didn't really but like inside of that I was like okay like what can we do in these moments and like one of the main things was like smile like smile in this moment to change like the pattern mm. like you can smile and like affect
1: Ripple Yeah you can ripple The the whole
0: pattern With a smile Butterfly theory Yeah But then another trip Which was like An ayahuasca thing That I did And like I talked to the tree um, During that one Where I was like What do I do You know I was very bored Because I thought It would be way more visuals And I'm very used to Having daydreams And lucid dreams And so like The idea that It just put me In a space To lucid dream While awake Was just like is this all it is? Because I do this randomly With mm-hmm. my imagination But like You during got a psychedelic time,
1: mind anyway Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt that way
0: yeah, During that time I was like Well I might as well Talk to the tree or something mm-hmm. You know Like try to in Try to <laughs> Try to make something happen And like I asked the tree Like what What's up with the rings You know When they cut you down Like how does the rings You know Count for age Like how the fuck would that happen and the tree answered, "Oh, because we die every winter, you know, like we die, and it gets brown, and then like we regrow around that, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's pretty cool." But then like, I never really looked it up, and the idea that this guy's like, "Oh yeah, talk to the tree, you know, feel the tree's energy, and also he's like, "Smile said so, start with
1: a small tree, a young yeah, a young tree with less layers to it.
0: yeah, so just these ideas, the synchronicities of some shit that i thought was like random bullshit that i was like yeah. i'm doing this myself you know like
1: that's i mean that that's like a symbol for for human beings too right i mean like we the like the 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 the, the sapling in us like gets coated over with like it gets injured or dies and then yeah. you build something around that and like the the sapling is still in you but it's now um, been been coated in and uh, uh armored up, you know, with, with, with these different layers, right? And it keeps going and going and this is true. It makes you wider and it makes you stronger and it makes you richer. It's a, it's a beautiful metaphor. I never thought of it like that before. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. Can I read one? Can I read one tweet? Yes. Interject real quick. You can. Okay. I haven't opened my Twitter in a long time. I was actually, uh, amusing myself by reading some of these. So this one is from July 28th, um, 2016 which was during a uh a what would it have been. It would have been so yes, yeah, so the, it was it was during the presidential election, so I guess it would have been I can't remember if it was pri- past primary. So it would've been Okay, yeah, so it was during the Democratic primaries is was when, when this was. So I was watching a uh, a Democratic prim- presidential primary debate this night when I treated, tweeted this after a guy had uh, bragged about his suit being made in Ohio to sh- like show what a proud American representative <laughs> and representative of American craftsmanship he was in support of American jobs. So my tweet said, as a proud American, I probably wouldn't brag about my Ohio suit. I read that wrong. As a proud American, <laughs> I probably wouldn't brag about my Ohio suit. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your suits, your shitty Ohio suits. <laughs> the, Ohio's not known for its suits. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, no, there's there's some places that are known for suits, and they yeah. probably earned their reputation. And no one's really like a
0: Chinese suit. <laughs> a good suit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And then another one uh, says, this is a retweet of Hillary Clinton, it says, about to head out and accept your nomination for president, I'm so grateful to everyone who made this moment possible, period, dash, H. She signed her tweet, (laughs) right as she was about to step onto the world stage. So I said, signing your tweets makes you look like a jerk, uh, dash, J.
0: I love Twitter, like (laughs) Twitter's fucking amazing you can talk to, like, anybody you have access to the president, you know, you have access to the Hillary, like there's a chance she actually sees that, there are people who have been blocked by the president, like Twitter is uh, an amazing tool
1: revolutionary it's, yeah, dude, it's a different it's a drastically different fucking uh, construction of society I, in a real powerful sense but in, in a commu- communicative <laughs> <Yeah>. sense
0: <laughs> in the individual sense it's legitimate
1: and it's cool for making connections someone I was it listening is. to a podcast earlier where they were talking about that it was like oh it was it was fucking Theo Vaughn's podcast who, who who I can't remember if I fucking stumped with Theo Vaughn before but I, I love his podcast He's he grew up in Louisiana in Covington
0: okay
1: like as, as like a poor white kid and he's talking to a dude who grew up in like a middle-class Southern California Japanese-American family, and that dude made the articulation that is like, before before travel, like you could always go traveling, but like most people that aren't able to travel or don't have desire to travel, now can fucking look at the internet, look at podcasts and have this exposure to these different cultures, Whereas before, I mean, directly from the other cultures, uh, instead of having it mediated by three network TV channels right. or the a radio station, or just like a very like tiny number of, of people that wielded all the, all the power of how other people are going to be represented, now people can represent themselves.
0: Yep. In- we can go on Instagram and get like visuals from those places, Twitter and get like their thoughts, and like Facebook and see how they live and. <laughs>
1: It's crazy, right? And that's it like is. politically revolutionary too it as is that people fucking open themselves up to that shit. Like it, it can really be easy and really make things a lot more uh, uh, communal and different, you know, have, like get get over old-fashioned lines of division and stuff, and stuff like that.
0: I'm going to try to get through some more of these it tweets. It. I'm going to use the bathroom All right, quick. cool, cool. Like the video, Monta Chia, palm and finger training. Like the video, <coughs> Excuse me. Wisdom Qigong. Like the video, Mantak Chia, basic training. Like the video, sexual vitality. Mantak Chia again. Like the video, sexual alchemy for couples. I sometimes wonder why I go through so many videos if I'm not going to stop and practice right after. This is day two of universal Tao healing, or studying under Montak Chia, or watching Montak Chia free YouTube videos I have practiced while watching but not upon awakening. Then I understand the idea that this is documentation, each video I like I'm able to come back to to study later. Also, don't forget to mention smile to organs. Did it already. I just tried the crane and ended up knocking over my phone and glasses, but at least they fell on the floor at the same time, making less noise than they would have if they had fallen independently. So, crane neck, three stars. I'm not sharing this video because I don't want to, but the next one seems like a winner. Make your heart soft. Fill it with joy and love and compassion. Smile into those organs. Let's get this chi dog. Also, Montauk Chia has great production value on this. U- on his YouTube videos, Frickin' cartoon animations and charts popping up everywhere at the right moments. This is legitly easy to study from. Like the video Montauk Chia's six healing sounds. Got him direct from direct info on the six sounds I smile to this youtube channel and the effort taken. Thank you. I had a conversation that never I had a conversation that I never wanted to bring up but should be brought up at some point about the consumption of media and I'm being decisive about it instead of inclusive and I see that now, which is why I'm happy to not have gone into detail about it. Another problem solved. Hashtag you. Uh liked video Mantak Chia yin tao yin practice. Liked video healing love free course montachia. Like the video Monta chia interviewed by Lama Tantapara Para. <laughs> it's a hard name. The interview is an amazing video. Uh, it's, uh Note to listeners and stuff. Watch that interview. It's fucking amazing. The signs are saying to become the pathfinder, the passenger. Become fed up. The signs are telling me to be Rick. Hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff. Hashtag behind the scenes book on a book. Hashtag life is strange.
1: Here's, Here's one of mine, listeners, from 8518. Who did your chicken zinc, bro? That's me making fun of silly hipsters who fetishize tattoos and also uh, raising chickens in the city.
0: is <laughs> said chickens ink? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. like, sh- like they like they oh, got nice. their, like they got
1: tattoos for their chickens <laughs> because like you got to like out Jones the other hipsters. You know what I mean? You got to one up them. No one's no one started tatting their, their chickens yet. Look for that. And then though.
0: <laughs> if <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then they'll get they'll put they'll start putting uh record players out in the chicken coop and like playing 70s prog rock uh while the chickens sleep so their so their uh so their eggs taste more like uh digital
0: <laughs> get these digital eggs i recently saw a meme about like a pre-cracked egg it was just like a you know those easter eggs, where it <laughs> like the plastic things? <laughs> but it had like the egg yolk and the whites inside. That's funny. <laughs> that's like digital eggs.
1: The world, modern world of
0: convenience. Hell oh, yeah. No, it was just a single one in a pack. Like who would ever buy a single egg? <laughs> like the video Montauk Chia Interviews. That's the same video, but just part five of the video. Part two and part five, apparently the ones I liked.
1: Here's one from January 9, 2016. What exactly is Soviet-style failures in the bureaucratic process, and what is just the line at the Clinton Hill Brooklyn Post Office? That was when I was really angry about the line in the uh, post office.
0: You (laughs) trusty.
1: Just i just trying to interrupt your flow over here just for the just for the entertainment and conflict. No, it's and for, definitely okay.
0: entertaining. It'll be a great listen, honestly. This is, I'm just saying, liked video. I'm not playing the videos. I will most likely at some point go back and document this shit. Like, there are specific things that, like, related to, like, my studies and, like... Just like real specific reasons why I like the video, but like in order to get to the specific reason, I'd have to end up watching like each one of these videos to find why I liked it, and like this is it's, uh, too much. Oh wait, I know this one. Dark room. The dark room thing is something I posted about on Instagram and shit.
1: It's true because you want like you want to have that moment. Of revelation when you're watching the the, the, uh, the when you're watching the video to like bring yeah. that back and yeah. like reinforce it in your in your thinking right yeah uh, I hear exactly. that
0: exactly if the the dark sometimes it is, works and sometimes it
1: doesn't I think if I ever yeah. if I ever try to replay a video like that I don't know I probably watched like Norm Macdonald compilation videos some of those I probably watched fifty times I probably watched them a hundred times over the, over the years.
0: I've watched one or two Norm MacDonald ones because uh, James was saying like, he was his favorite comedian and I was like, holy shit. Like, apparently this guy's got a lot of content I haven't seen and he really did. He really does have a lot of content that I have not seen. There's a
1: lot on the internet too yeah. and a lot of it's not stand-up. There's like, some of his most brilliant entertainment is, is when he's like a panel guest on a talk yeah. show and he's fucking with the host or he's fucking yeah. with another guest yeah. or he's like, fucking with the audience that, and that he's like stumbling and doesn't know what he's doing and uh,
0: yeah and then ends up doing a joke and it's like oh shit all of that will just build up right
1: watch it um, watch this new they, they, he's got new episodes out of on Netflix oh yeah new one plug to the um, it's called Norm MacDonald has a show because they yeah. bought his podcast and they took all in fact they, they said they were going to put him up on Netflix and they haven't yet but there was some fucking beautiful content from his YouTube podcast show did you ever watch that one there's like he interviews Jim Carrey, it's amazing. He interviews wow. uh, all these interesting people.
0: Was it? And you know hilarious. what it's called?
1: The, it was just called the the Norm Macdonald Show. Okay. The, and it was called the Norm Macdonald Video Podcast, and it was just available <laughs> on YouTube. And it's just like it's just him at a desk, and he has a guest, but it's you know nothing like the conventions of the shows. It's, it's um, it's like it's it a pretty pure vehicle for him to like love. Old-time entertainment stories and references, and also totally mess with people and try to set them up. He has these, he has these like recurring bits where he tries to get people to laugh at the phrase nine eleven, and then he goes, "Why would you laugh at nine eleven? It's a national tragedy." You know, like like it it can be argued it's very stupid, but it's like really it's fucking amazing, and it's I am definitely gonna like, watch
0: it at some point. Yeah, Cause I've been watching Norm Macdonald as a show. And like I, I didn't know that he came from like doing yeah. that already. No, he did it for years
1: for free. I think apparently for free, or like someone put up the money to build the set or whatever it was. But like he wasn't making any money. There was yeah. no advertisements. In fact, they're one of the funniest ones. Oh, dude, you, can we can we watch a video? Yeah. Or during the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, It'd have to be from one of our phones, though.
1: Okay, do look up on YouTube. Look up um, Norm McDonald. No, look at Nick in Man, great we'll do we'll we'll tag we'll double team this see if we can get it Nick Swartz
0: and man what
1: man great they're doing a they're doing a paid ad for this product called the man great let's let's sit back and enjoy it So, like the ge- and, uh, like the setup is. We're going
0: to talk about Oh, the
1: wait. What about the man Oh, there's more. <laughs> How long is this
0: video? Six. Is that like a genital cleanser no, Okay. No, oh, no. Okay, here we go. No, <laughs> my God. What is the man great? you ask? Okay. Huh? Fine. I didn't. But fine. You didn't ask me. <laughs> it is 100% made in America. Cast iron grilling grate. Iron.
1: You don't pronounce well, it iron. A, they're cutting it off. They start making fun of it. i just explain it. The, so he's, he's with Nick Swartz, and the, they're, they're, they're just talking shit about the man grape. It's like an absurd product, and they're it's an absurd situation that they're having to talk about it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't see the exact one.
1: So he finally goes, he, he goes to Nick Swartz, and, and uh, he goes... So they finally start playing along, and like finally, like Nick quiets down. There, they stop like talking shit, and he's letting Norm get through the copy after all this messing around. Finally, and Norm goes, "Chicken and steak have never tasted so good." And Swanson does a spit take, like he's <laughs> amazed at the fucking fan crate copy. Is it, is one of the funniest, like genuine, like I love it when comics generally make each other laugh too, like in uh, hey. situation like that. Anyway, that's a. Uh, that the fucking Noah McDonald video podcast amazing stuff He's got Caitlyn jenner as a guest on one of them wow uh dude yeah they they always said that they were going to put it up on netflix cuz like they took him down when they did the deal to do the, his new netflix show i don't know what the, what the plan is but they're they're fucking robbing the world right now <laughs> with beautiful beautiful content
0: i watched the netflix show and i was like this seems like this First time doing this, it seems like he's so new to ha- having a get, uh, not a get having a desk, and just, like, talking to people. Like, he seems so out of place in most times. But then, like, my favorite one was, like, Chevy Chase, and, like, uh, he's talking to him, and he's seeming like a schmutz or whatever. You know, he's like, uh, like, you know we did Saturday Night Live together, right? <laughs> it's like, you know we made a video together, right? <laughs> like, they play a video of them together, uh-huh. and then, like, the whole, like, energy changes, where, like, Chevy's like, oh, wait, I guess I should treat him like, a little bit nicer, like, a, like, he does a lot of, like, energy things, it's, it's fucking amazing, like, and then to know that he's been doing it, like, it's, yeah. like, I didn't, I couldn't tell that from watching, it's pretty amazing, I'm gonna watch that shit,
1: too. I, I had it, I, it was, Something I could have tweeted, but what my little joke about watching the Norm Macdonald show—it was when when all that fucking controversy was going down, I and mean, how he's a misogynist and all, and all this stuff—and people were typing essays up on all over the internet and kicking him off the Tonight Show from the dressing room. You, did you follow all that shit?
0: I didn't follow it, but I can understand how it could have happened.
1: Yeah, he was set to go on the Tonight Show in the dressing room, and apparently, like producers of the Tonight Show were crying and. Fallon had to come in and, 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 like, talk to him, and they, like, agreed that he was not going to appear on the show.
0: Damn.
1: But my little joke after watching the Norm, uh, Norm McDonald has a show was, uh, it's hard for me to enjoy watching Norm MacDonald genuinely uh, connect with uh, and respect women on his show, knowing how little he genuinely respects <laughs> and, and connects with women from all the essays I read. Anyway.
0: Yep. And where did that? Where did the? Uh,
1: the. I'm not the trying to get in a political battle, but I fucking love Norm so okay. much, and like you know, he's he's also he's also an, an old man. I mean, like he. I can't make like can't make everybody a fucking liberal arts professor at the at the end of the day, nor would we really mm-hmm. want to, right? So like, look at a look at a bigger. Look at a, look at a more complete person. I guess I guess is what I'm saying. And look at maybe some heart and intent, and maybe some mistakes or old-fashioned modes of thinking that are correctable instead of painting someone as evil and writing them off. Do you know, do you know what I mean?
0: I do know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. everybody, like, <laughs> I had a conversation outside of 12 Mile with the the girl who had mentioned, like, some stuff that I didn't know was happening. Or, like, she had mentioned it offhanded, like, oh, what if in this world there was a person who was doing this and they got elected to this? And I was like, oh, that would be weird. She's like, no, that really happened. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know this. (laughs) But then, like, the idea is, like, I was, I had said at one point, I was like, we can't, we can't do this, like, punishing of evil people, because everyone is evil. Like, everyone has both sides. (laughs) Right. Like, even in punishing the evil people, you become evil. Like, (laughs) dude, it's fucking weird.
1: Amen to you. Amen to that. It's
0: like whoa! Well, yeah. oh, I came up with a solution. Also, it's like the thing we can do is make the victims feel like they're not victims. Like that's how you help. You you take a person who's like I'm a victim, and you go like, okay, well here's what you need yeah. to not feel like a victim anymore. You know, the perpetrators like who well,
1: Simply and beautifully put. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Louis C.K.'s story is a, is a is a great example of how yeah. maybe. Empower people to hang up the phone and not feel like their career is ruined. Instead, just you know, have a little res- more resilience.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's
1: hard. Obviously, once emotions aren't that's that's the thing. Like, what you can't like rational. You can't have a rational versus emotional argument. Like you're, you're, there are different different things going on there. Yeah, and emotions usually trump r- rationality because they're 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 louder and, and like yeah. like realer and. More coursing, right? You know, then so like there's and and I'm realizing as I'm saying this too. Yeah, like, I don't want to like discredit the fucking feelings and 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 uh, uh, I hesitate to say victim, but but the uh, aggra- uh, aggravated uh, uh, re- receptive, whatever feel you know feelings of 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 a woman who 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 felt assaulted by Louis C.K. But um, it is pretty dangerous to talk about this on a microphone these days.
0: Yep, but yeah, that's what they say.
1: <laughs> Chappelle talked about it. Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle, summed it up right. He, he like, yeah. I
0: hadn't seen it, but oh, well, unless the, you mean the his actual stand-up. His special, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did see that part. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Right, anyway, anyway yeah. yeah. Back to the tweets. <laughs> Try to run through these. Time yeah. more Do you
1: want to, Do you want to ride back to? Uh, Yes,
0: please. That would be quite amazing. We have just a bunch of liked videos that I'm not going to go into, oh, except the dark room. The dark room's like DMT. That's all I wanted to say. Except it lasts a week. Um, oh, excuse me. You're you're a big tweeter. Yes, I am. Because I do it for this podcast and for the bots. I like to say that my audience is robots because <laughs> nobody cares. No no person cares, but the robots care. They want the information. It's like
1: preemptively fighting the <laughs> Skynet battle, though. Like you're, yes, you're, exactly. You're, you're doing the work. You know? <laughs> humanity will one day, <laughs> one day owe it all to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeffrey Light Video, Jeffrey Rose. These are just names of people. Harold Rodier... Dixon Frick Burden, Angela Den Yu, Master montauk Chia, Healing Meditations, Inner Smile in Asheville, Inner Alchemy, Tao Congress Interview, One Theory, liked video. They might be giants. Sometimes a lonely way. A lonely way. Liked video. Emory Shame music video. I want to say I feel like. Bubbling didn't work this time, but alas, here I am talking about how bubbling made me feel. Made me feel means it works. Also, talking is not what I'm doing currently, In the past current, present current is talking, past current is typing. I have a thought to finish from like four days ago. I kind of want to get a word count before finishing that stuff. I could probably talk about the book all night, but to type the book would be another story. It's literally another story. It's THE story. I need to go write. Which book I want to write? behind the scenes book on a book or the day Billy fell off the cliff. Two different stories, one about the other. Hence me, talking about the book all night is actually productive. But I would, I want to actually get the story to the public, so hashtag yo. A good song is playing. It's playing on my phone though, so no video interruptions to these thoughts. Sometimes if a change artist, it motivates me to change tasks. I need to go from here a tab over, just a tab over. Gonna reread those last two pages of the story of Rick, baby. A lot of this story's stagnation comes uh, from a lot of things, irrelevant points trying to surface to get me away from the goal. I made a goddamn contract. I will type this goddamn book tonight. I'll be back with a word count. Fuck, fuck, fuck. If I fall, if I fail or fall asleep, it would be so lame. My mind wants to freaking meditate on this book's direction. I want to get it out the water and air dry that shit. I need a type of paragraph. The paragraph will set the whole chapter. Fuck. That was 17 hours ago. I can see it. I can see it. How to describe seeing is the thing. My will is the sword and my sword is my word. My word is iron. Another change in music, please. Switch to Marilyn Manson. Kill for me. Appropriate for these times. Thanks, Google Play. I can okay i can do this perfect time to grab at some chi and energy from my friggin organs duh the sexual energy Monta chia mentioned in an interview how he wrote the books but practicing sexual tantric energy put the solutions together with the problems dummy the red carpet grave it's the ones that you love the ones that love you the ones that make you come the ones that make you come yeah lol synchronicity baby Word count is currently at thirteen. I don't have a lot of faith in myself at this point. I've already moved on to tomorrow, shaking my head. That's one sentence down, at least three more to make a good paragraph. I can do this. Like the video, interview with Qing Ning Song. Ming song? God, those words are so hard to pronounce. Chinese make your words easier. <laughs> they might be giants have been seeing things. Like the video live, oh I know, live stream going down in a few minutes, hashtag secret energy, which is the live stream I was watching earlier. Last night's real word count ended up being 67. I did type a paragraph and I did also type about the book. I didn't break contract but also didn't live up to the potential I placed for myself. Like the video the the Keymaker episode one, collie, Fuck, I had come up with the perfect name for Rick's intuition. I forgot what it was though. Billy and me, Lisa and Lee, Rick and Ah poop, maybe I shouldn't name it That would serve me better in the future LOL, this was an ask the question moment Just wrote 300 words, 309 words today Word count, take that Hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff Hashtag behind the scenes book on a book Story of Rick i'm also going to finish imparting information i began to divulge earlier about the connection between the parts after we learn the intuitions can form together guess what it is all is self yay the reference of the internal champion versus the immortal hero the eternal champion is explained in a bloodline time traveler connected through circumstance and blood the immortal hero <laughs> the immortal hero is everyone who can tap into said space which is why billy is on scientific exploration Scientific exploration being different from adventure and problem-solving by concept. The structure Billy finds himself learning about has already been established. There is almost no chance for fail, except for the perception of the reader, who reads one book without the other. One book being the day Billy fell off the cliff, the other book being behind-the-scenes book on a book. The connection to the writing is more intricate than this explanation, but I am running out of time. The flaming land is filled with people who had no connection to the earth Flaming land is filled with people who had no connection in their earth life. This is no accident. There are all Billy, they, these are all Billy in different times, which is why we are able to go to the story of Rick after Billy opened the fourth wall of travel. This is why there is only one star in the sky. This is why the intuition can form together. This is how Billy and Jessica are allowed to consider themselves as one being, although they don't know. They don't yet know the extent of their connection, scientific exploration, nigga. To be on Earth is to have your frequency in the real soul. But he put his frequency inside of his intuition, so he's able to see everyone who is attached to his intuition. In the flaming land, in the astral plane, they don't connect on Earth because they are each other. This land of fire is inhabited by his reincarnations split by nothing but time or the bodies, which have been explained as the same thing. As awareness grows, they become more together. The big reveal and secret, Adult Wonderland will be a different situation and location, as I mentioned before, somehow connected to the moon and dreams, rather than the astral realm So when arriving at the next book, we again start over with the scientific exploration. Hashtag yo. That has been the end of the tweets. Holy shit, we almost <laughs> didn't go past seven. We definitely passed seven. I'm gonna flip one more, actually I have a game after this. How's the curly toast deck, what did you think about them? Tweets, internal, the emperor, which is a trump card, number six, the emperor is very fiery looking. Actually it's number four, Roman numerals, but <laughs> Who knows what the emperor means Look well, it up you guys Authority and wisdom Hell yeah, we'll take it um, This has been the tweets uh, We have Spiritual Warfare Which is the last part of the episode Spiritual Warfare A.K.A. Tarot Card Battle This is a game with a tarot deck Where you can play me for my soul uh, as a good host, I have to ask you if you would like to play or not. You don't have to play, of course. Is my soul also at stake in this game? No, not if you don't play. <laughs> also, the rules are if you think you win, then you win. So it's really just an exercise in imagination.
1: Gambling makes me feel alive. Let's, let's do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> Cool. In this case, we'll have a game of Spiritual Warfare in-house, which I guess you guys can play along with also. We've got two decks. You can have the actual tarot deck or these playing cards, which are based off of a tarot deck (coughs) and have like random things attached to them random paragraphs and like
1: as much as I love ancient wisdom represented by by this like weathered and worn tarot deck and by the late Aleister Crowley I think I'm gonna go with these crispy brand new fate foretold ones cool the fancy graphics
0: alright so this game is a lot like battle in which you take a card you shuffle and then you flip one card you use that card to your advantage to win your opponent's soul and in this game, if you think you win, then you do win. Therefore there are no winner or loser unless you just like I lost. In that case you are the loser. Or unless you're like I win, in which case you're the winner. So yeah. you are
1: or if you're a Buddhist and we all we're all part of the same soul, it's a tie of... it even starts.
0: that's the, the maxim is all itself. <laughs> so that's the that's the joke behind this. <laughs> you can never lose your soul because every this, this is the soul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man I thought this was going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> Yep,
0: I like to ruin the game <laughs> Alright, we shuffling We're going to do three flips uh, One at a time Alright Alright, All right, one, two, three, flip I flipped the ace of wands
1: I've got the wheel of fortune Ooh, Nice When you play the wheel of fortune He's you- each player gives their hand to the player on their left. Misfortune is the root of good fortune. Good fortune gives birth to misfortune. Everything's circular.
0: Alright, so what I do is I usually come up with a strategy that I use the card. So the Ace of Wands is like a creative force. What would I do with creation? I'd create a plan in order to win, you know.
1: And I and I would then play the wheel of fortune card on you and let you, let you enact your plan. Just long enough for the wheel to turn and it to <laughs> gradually slip out of your hands, back around to my side of the wheel where I win your soul forever. Hell yes. Until it goes back to you.
0: Good game. <laughs> now we uh, you can put that back in. We uh, shuffle again. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> One, two, three, flips. I've got completion, the four of wands.
1: Oh, wow. Completion?
0: Oh,
1: dang. I've got the aegis, body card, relic. When you play the aegis, you may choose and put a shield token on a card on your field. That card can't be buried for as long as you control the aegis. That is... Very confusing to me, yeah, not please. understanding this game or the rules of it. But all right, so do I get to do I play first this round? If you'd like to, okay, let's let's do it. So the Aegis is a is a guy sh- uh, shrieking and holding up, <laughs> what looks like a garbage can lid uh, against his armor. So everyone knows that you can, if you're trying to steal a soul, you might be able to get it through some armor. But I've never ever heard of anyone getting it through armor and a garbage can lid at the same time. It's Uh, too much defense.
0: I hear you. I'll come up with a complete plan. (laughs) I'm just going to go extremely general. (laughs) I'd come up with a complete plan with completion. Wands are creative. Force... (laughs) Shuffling, shuffling, shuffling Alright One, two, threes, flips Ooh, Ooh. This is a cool card
1: Alright, your turn to go first
0: I've got number 19, the sun A trump card Uh, It's got like two people Dancing and shit, that's pretty cool Ooh, I'd come up with a nice dance It'd be so enticing That I'd win souls <laughs>
1: Man, I don't think there's a more beautiful way to end a podcast than to report that I pulled the Radiant card, which is uh, it's also an orb, glowing orb figure.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Two suns, <laughs> two generative bodies, total synchronicity, completely uh, uh, after the after the journey of a podcast, recognizing our similarities and soul and as just as just mirrors of each other that's how yes. about that how about <laughs> fucking that draw for the yeah, last one that's
0: completion for <laughs> yeah right god damn hell yeah this has been an amazing episode if you like to tell people where they can find you again just for a close uh
1: you can find us in the car to <laughs> New Orleans shortly <laughs> and on social media on Instagram, Jizz Elegance. Jay Z and the word elegance smash together. And fuck my Twitter. You don't have to look at my Twitter. Just don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll talk about Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Byron. That was a lot of fun and uh, quite a journey.
0: This has been amazing. This has been Jake Cosden as a guest. I am your host, Byron, also known as Black Rocker and Lord Black Rocker. Uh, I'm not just me.com is the website. This has been You Tweeted You Meaned It, episode 94.5. Um, you can't end like that. Ah, fuck. Usually when I say you can't end like that, I actually end it. Okay, now, you can't end like that. (laughs)